You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. The views and opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily represent those of the network, its advertisers, owners, or sponsors. I got thrown off by this. Oh. Uh, just, Way off. Just, just a little prank I played. <laughs> What's happening, everybody? Welcome to another to episode April. of Can We Talk? This is Eric, and I'm here with the usual suspects, Anthony Shayna and Anthony Lewis, or Bay, or Bay Area at, or uh, <laughs> Oakland at. I should have did that on April 1st. You oh, should have waited. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah, that was hilarious, though. We, were, we we had a conversation about this song via text yesterday, and he was saying that this is the anthem for... Uh, for white, for white people. <laughs> what'd you, wait, what'd you say? What was your... It was uh, like, yeah. He said it's like their version of Back That Ass Up. Or something. <laughs> oh, I said, I said this, this is their uh, white girl Negro spiritual. Sarah, oh, yeah. Sarah can you can you confirm? Do, do people, white people like the song? I'll this turn is, up. This is actually the first time I've heard the song, but oh, I... Oh. Yeah. Really? It's the first time? Yeah. Seen, people turn up to that song. It's a good song. I like but I can, I can see that, yeah. I, I, it's definitely a white person song. It's a good one. No. First time hearing it. <laughs> Don't Stop Believing. That's, yeah. that's yeah. the anthem. Lose that's, yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, nah. and Nine Inch Nails, what else? Closer. 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 Wonderwall. Oh, Wonderwall. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Oasis? Yeah, yeah, that's a good I, one. I actually like that song. That's a good song. <laughs> <laughs> I love that music video, too. It's just a, a good video. But, y'all, welcome to another episode. Um, I guess we're going to get into current events real quick. I just hate y'all. I'm not going to say hate y'all president, but the Cheeto president guy. <laughs> um, he just passed a tariff. I think it was a 25% tariff on all steel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I guess in his mind, this is a good thing. But if you look at it like economically, this is going to cause a lot of issues because those who uh, companies who import steel from other countries are probably just going to get the whole materials made in those other countries just shipped over for, for cheaper because he's only putting the tariff on steel alone and not just anything that's coming in in terms of um, this being manufactured. So this could cause some issues and some uh, maybe some some jobs that could be lost in the process. But that's neither here nor there. I'm just fed up with politics in general so i'm kind of over it um i am looking up on something though i'm, what's, glad, what's that? I'm glad north korea done calmed down a little oh bit. yeah that's some news too so north korea is going to have some talks with president trump and i think he said april or may or something like that look man i'm, I'm gonna be real though i, I kind of was worried for a long time like because you know when, when you got one when, when you got one loose cannon against another loose cannon, you don't know what's going to happen. That's true. I was at work like, man, I don't care about making quota. We're going to get bombed anyway. <laughs> like, like, I, I was like that for a minute, but that, that this they've calmed down. And, I don't know. I don't know, man. I think it's something more to this, man. I think um, you know Kim Jong-un's got something in his, in, up his sleeve. Maybe. We don't know. They're going to try to pull. But who knows? Um, I mean, in terms of current events, again, I'm, just, I'm sick of politics. I don't even really want to touch on it. Any good news? What's some good news? Oh, Jamel Hill and uh, my man. Yeah, they both Michael left. Smith, uh, yep. Well, they didn't leave. Well, yeah, they, they they're going to like a place where they're like they'll be uncensored. Yeah. Y'all know Which, more about this? I don't. You can't never. It really looks like a demotion to me. Yeah, it, it is, looks like a demotion. You can't necessarily say it's it's not going to be censored, right? Uh, it's always especially ESPN and Disney. They're still under contract with them, so everything yeah. they say still needs to be overviewed um but right. i guess it's more of what they're known for is just writing and not hosting i guess that should be better for them but when you look at primetime slots on espn that six o'clock time slot that is where you want to be like that's that's like doing the morning uh shows or doing like the um like the right after work shows you know those that's 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 a demotion when you think about it like they're losing primetime spots in terms of their platform 
Right. And I understand they want to be a little bit more in terms of um, not just talking about sports and opening up to like politics and race and, you know, all the cross sections that exist. But that was a huge platform. Right. And that's kind of unfortunate. Yeah. We're going to be all right. So there was one good thing that happened in politics. Yeah. Um, it didn't get a lot of press, but it is now illegal in Michigan mm-hmm. to have a rapist um, attend the same school as the victim. Wow. That was a thing? No, that was a thing. Wow. Yeah. Oh. So now if you now they kick them out of the district, like they have to go to a different district. That's cool. Wow. That is yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, Walmart too. You know, they they oh, upped yeah, the, they, the the gun buying age to 21. I mean, you can yep. still buy yeah, a gun. Dick stop selling sell, selling mm-hmm. uh assault rifles uh, as the Kroger and Meyer. Mm-hmm. Meyer, I think. I yeah, Meyer sold assault rifles. Dicks I'm, lowered the age, and then a gentleman whose father co-owned the Dicks went mm-hmm. to another Dicks to try to buy a gun, and they told him no. So now he's suing. Yeah, I mean that could open up. <laughs> it could open up a potential lawsuit only because, um, you know, people you have the right at 18 years old to own a weapon. So that could be like a Supreme Court. I think it's, it could go to Supreme Court in terms of that that case. Well, also you can go other places. Or you can go other like, places, this right? Is not the only place that. No, so, not at all. So, so there was some yeah. good news. Don't don't be a pessimist. I guess Eric. there was that's, some. That's good. my job. Don't <laughs> There's be a some good news out there. Um, Shana, what's the hip hop corner looking like today? Oh, well, um, Fonte's album came out. It's grown, grown uh, people rap, talking okay. about life, family, mm-hmm. love. Is it better than uh, what the Charity Starts at Home, I think it's called? Yes. Yeah. Okay. It's a okay. really good it's album. It's better than, well, Tigalero was an R&B album. Mm-hmm. But, uh, okay. What yeah. else you got I would for say us? it's better than Charity Starts at Home. But I would say Charity Starts at Home has more what I would consider bangers. Mm-hmm. It's a lot mm-hmm. of Knife. Like, you, I think Knife Wonder did a couple of songs on there. On Charity Starts at Home. We know what bangers mean. <laughs> so what I would consider bangers. bangers. Um, you know, I, I, I look at it as um he, he made a tweet saying uh everybody somebody asked him, Hey man, why are your album so short? He says, I make music for people who have shit to do. Yeah. 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 It was a really quick album. Yeah. You get straight to the point. But I kinda appreciate that though. I think they called it like his four 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 is what they're trying oh. to call it. But but it's a grown album. He talks about like, you know, his past relationships, his current wife, uh, mm. like his his childhood, things like that. So it's yeah. it's really good. So how was Nipsey? Oh, yeah, that's that's an album full of bangers. Okay. Like, Victory yeah, Lap. Yes. I yes. I, I love okay. um, see this. This is my introduction to Nipsey Hussle. I haven't okay. listened to any of his mixtapes before, but I love the um, that he's able to find the balance because a lot of artists, I feel like they may have the content that I like, but they don't have a good ear for beats. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or they may talk about what I want to talk about, but I don't feel like they may not have the the capacity to execute it. It's a tightrope game. Yeah. And I feel like he's able to balance that. Like he can, he, he has like good content. He's got a good ear for uh, for beats. And, I, and the album flows really well. Yeah, that's a good one. Did yeah, it's... Go ahead. Uh, it's a... Uh, like I'm not sure, like you say, you haven't listened to Nipsey before, but Nipsey, it, this is he's always been like gangster rap, like like West Coast gangster rap. So I think like this album is it's a mixture of that and like other things. So it shows it shows like his growth, like with that music. Yeah, I was um I was introduced to him uh through a song called "The Weather" with him and Rick Ross. Mm. Uh, pretty good song. I think someone else is on that song too, but I forgot the other person. But uh, yeah, I like Nipsey Hussle. I think he's mm. um 
he, he's laid back, but he's hype at the same time. That's how yeah. that's how that's how he sounds to me. Did any of y'all hear the new Cos? The Cos album? I haven't heard it no. yet. Okay. I heard good reviews. But I did something magical over the weekend, man. Yeah. <laughs> I had a playlist where I mixed Tribe Called Quest with Outcast. Oh. I, I wasn't expecting the musical euphoria that came at me when I was at work. Man. I was constantly at my desk. Like, this jam, they look like, what you doing, Anthony? What's <laughs> like, are, are, are you making a lot of leads? I'm like, nah, man. Just, just my, my earphones banging. The Tribe and Outcast in one playlist? Uh, I don't know now, who's like, better. Now, what is it that you... Like, how did you determine what you what you put? Did you just gather all of their material and then shuffle it? I ain't going to lie. There's some songs from uh, People's Instinctual Rhymes and Idlewild that I don't like, so I had to make some selections with those. <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah, I pretty much got all of uh, AT Aliens to Speaker Box Love Below and all of um, mm-hmm. Low End Theory to... Um, Low End Theory, Midnight Marauders, and uh, the new one, uh, We Got It From Here. Yeah. And uh, it, it was a great mix, man. I, I really don't know who's better. Mm. It's hard. Yeah, that's that's a tough one, man. Yeah, it is a tough one. I don't know. Did y'all hear about um, Rick Ross' situation? <laughs> like, I swear, reports are talking about he's going to die, like he's on life support. And then I saw him uh, tweet out a pic on Instagram. He in his car chilling, like he hanging out. So uh, I guess I'm glad he's fine, man. Glad to hear that because... I thought he's about to die. I like, can't lose but Rick. They said the same thing about Lil Wayne that one time. Remember, mm-hmm. they were saying yeah. like they brought a priest in for his last rites. Oh, and, uh, yeah. Sipping all that codeine, you know, it's not good right. for you. Yeah. It's really Seriously. not good for you. I take everything Rick Ross does as as fake news. What's legit? Just publicity stunt. Yeah. Yeah. So let's move on to Anthony's two cent. Two cent. I know you you've seen a lot of movies. I have man. I've weekend. been working, dude. And the um, Oscars. Oh, the Oscars as well. Yep, those were. Last oh, the week. Oscars. Oh, well, I mean, I didn't watch it, but I know who won. Mm. Um, Shape of Water won Best Picture. I don't know about that. Mm. I really liked that movie, but that was like, I, I get it because it's kind of a shout out to the old Hollywood films too. If you watch the movie, so it made sense. But I was really looking at Dunkirk because it's a war film. That's what mm. I expected to win. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I don't really like like the Oscar winners. I mean, the Oscars is politics, so mm. I don't really. I, 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 uh, what's that saying? I take it with a, a with grain of salt. salt. Yeah. I mean, but yeah, I appreciate all of it. Frances McDormand, she deserved the best actress. She was wonderful. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, Jordan Peele. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was big. Mo- moment, of, moment of applause for Mr. Peele on oh, my yeah. behalf, you know, because that, that was a great screenplay to me. And I am I was surprised he won. Yeah. he. I mean, he, he did an awesome job on that. I wish he, he could have won the best picture, but... You know, people people weren't happen. having that. No, they, they but, gave but him I don't that. even look at Get Out as best picture at all. To be honest, it's yeah. a great movie, but I don't know about best picture. But Shape of Water, I haven't seen Shape of Water, so I couldn't tell you if it's good or not. But it's made very good. I it, it looks like it's not Oscar bait, but it's something that could get an Oscar. So yeah. it, it made sense. I feel like on uh, Instagram, I know, I think it was on Facebook. People were showing comparisons between like old movies and sort of the Shape of Water. So they did, they did the Disney movie. It was uh. Uh, was it Mermaid, Merman, or something like that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> or Thirteenth Year, where the kid was turning into a fish, nice. and it was like, "Oh, this is like Shape of Water." So there's really no nothing unique about the the concept of a fish man and <laughs> finding, finding love. Hey, before I get into my little movies and my and my story at AMC, what's what's the best Black Panther joke y'all have seen on social media? Mm. Somebody in the barbershop told me. <laughs> and he, him and I always going to blows. He was like, he's like, yeah, man, I liked it, but it was like the live action Lion King. I was like, what? And then I thought about him. He started drawing the comparisons to me, and I was like, man, fuck off. But he, <laughs> he, he made sense though. It kind of was the live action Lion King. Oh, like Scar. Is, is, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I saw somebody make that analogy. I haven't seen that analogy. 
I've heard mm-hmm. other analogies like <laughs> T'Challa is Obama. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen uh I've seen people uh have Storm argue with um Black Panther's girlfriend in the movie and Black Panther's girlfriend's like, Well you don't make him freeze. You know, okay. he's like, I yeah. never freeze, you know. Right. That's <laughs> good. funny. So let's get into these movies you saw. I actually went to see to, to see um A Wrinkle in Time. I saw weekend. it this morning, man. How yeah. was it? You go first. What'd you think? So I I didn't read the book. Um, I didn't either. But from watching it. It was okay. I think it was a nice, a nice family movie. You know, bring your child. If you have a, you know, father and a daughter, that's a good bonding moment to sort of, I guess, talk about uh, the the unbreakable bond. Even the universe can't separate you from each other. Things of that such. But it was, it was all right. I think you know it was very visually stunning. Yeah. I think from a filmmaker's perspective, you know, Ava DuVernay was very, uh, very visual, very imaginative. Mm-hmm. The story wise, you're right. It can be a little silly. The the mm-hmm. evil force in the movie is called the It. Right. I and mean, I kept thinking of Stephen King's It. I'm like, oh, this is. <laughs> but um, it is inspiring. You know, um, you know, Oprah does well. Yeah. Mindy Kaling looks like she's uncomfortably smiling most of the time, yep, and I'm I like, agree. Reese Witherspoon is, you know, making a lot of sarcastic jokes. And I never really care for Reese Witherspoon. Never. <laughs> so it was like watching her, watching her. It was like I do like her. Though. Well, no, nah, hold on. I like Reese Witherspoon. It just ruined it for me. I don't like her for for some reason. I always keep, keep thinking of her as the same character from like those early two thousands movies, oh, like Legally she, Blonde. Yeah, 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 she, she snapped in Cruel Intentions. Yeah. She snapped in that movie. Yeah. But um, your daughter would love it. Her oh, yeah. daughter would love yeah, Wrinkle in Time. Yeah, you said it's a bonding thing. Yeah, a nice that bonding area. movie. Her dad can take her. <laughs> like, you ain't uh, going. What's, what's, what's next on the list? Y'all saw a movie called Thoroughbreds. Thoroughbreds, okay. This, this, this is like Mean Girls meets American Psycho. Mm. It's about these two, these two rich girls who used to be friends in the past, and now they linked up because uh, one is trying to help the other one complete an essay for college or something. Um, they're, they're, like I said, they, they are rich. Um, one is a sociopath. Who um, recently got outed because she she killed her horse in a gruesome way. <laughs> the other one, you know, she recently lost her father and um, it caused her to like emotionally get unstable and she plagiarized her application essay. So she's been kind of outed and mm-hmm. she hates her stepfather. The only thing wrong with him in the end is that he's really just an asshole and he wants mm-hmm. to send her off to boarding school. But um, she says, man, I wish I could just kill him. And mm-hmm. a sociopath friend is like, well, OK. Let's do it. What? And I, I ain't going to say no more else because that's pretty much like the first 30 minutes. But um, it's a pretty unpredictable film. It's Anton Yelchin's last movie. Okay. Um, y'all might know him from Fright Night. He was in the remake, the main guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's he, right. he, he's R.I.P. He's dead now. But um, that was his last movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know he's on both. Yeah, man. Uh, that movie held me from the beginning and didn't let go until the credits rolled. It was just very it's very funny. It's very uh, dark. I recommend it. Okay, but um, a movie that surprised me was The Strangers Pray at Night. Oh, is it where they the the people with the mask come in and, and now that looks like a straight to DVD movie to you, right. don't I, it? I thought it was The Purge. Honestly, it looks just like The Purge, <laughs> like the now, same. Do you know it's based on a true story? Yeah, the, 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 I was gonna get yeah. to that. The Charles oh. Manson, uh, yeah, Sharon like Tate murders. Oh, and you know it's really a sequel to the original one with Liv Tyler um, back in the day. In the 2001 or 2008, one of those, I don't know. Mm. But it was a very good movie, the original one. But this one, most things in this film is not original. The characters aren't original. The plot isn't original. Yeah. Neither are the killers. But it's like the way it was made. Okay. Like It's like directed like it's, it's in present day, but it's directed like it's a 70s, 80s horror film. The musical numbers are all over the place. Like At one point, hold on plays oh, during, wow. during like a killing sequence. And I'm like... 
that's the only thing that redeemed the movie. It's like the way it was made. Like when when a movie has like a bad concept, that's straight to DVD. It's yeah. it's sometimes up to up to, to the director to like kind of like turn it into something weird. And right. I feel like this was a weird horror film that delighted me. Okay, so it worked. Okay, yeah, <laughs> I, might, I, I might check that I out. I recommend yeah. it, man. It's, it's not bad. I will say that Atlanta season two. Oh, oh my yeah. god, I'm loving it. Oh yeah. yeah, you say that, then I'll say my Yo, MC Cat, story. So the first episode, Cat Williams' character, <laughs> the alligator man, the alligator man was hilarious. It's funny, it was yeah. very funny. He, yeah, that's probably like the best. Like man, like I've never seen Cat Williams act. Like it, it was good. That was that was really good. And it was, I mean, it was almost like he was acting like himself. This is what I kind of right. think what Cat Williams is like in in person. Um, also the Florida man concept. Yeah, Florida man. I swear, I was looking up like Florida man. You, you hear these crazy stories like Florida man killed his his. Uh, cat over something just crazy Wait, like, that, just, that's real he, they didn't make that up no no, no just florida like man is a concept yeah, yeah. yeah it's like like whenever you hear like it's like it's a like florida man, man like no like a florida like florida man and it's always something crazy right yeah like the like florida man eats man's face yeah right yeah. i yeah. thought donald glover made that up man. no, no. <laughs> i'm telling you if you, if you look at like Florida man, such and such. It's going to show you a bunch of like Florida man did this, did that. And it's Florida always something crazy. It's always something yeah, crazy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's Florida. Everything right. Happens. <laughs> I know Charlemagne guy says, well, the crazy people live in uh, all of Florida and in the Bronx or something like that. Right. It's, it's the truth. Uh, me, oh, go ahead. I was going to also say uh, episode two. I don't know if y'all watched it yet. It's a really good one, too. Um, yeah, I watched it. <laughs> I got to check it out. It was hilarious. Um, I also checked out Flint Town on Netflix. Dude, I haven't you watched it yet. I haven't watched that is, it yet. That is something yeah. else, man. Yeah. You know, um, well, you go ahead. You lead it. Go ahead. No, so it's essentially showing the, um, following the police officers in Flint and sort of dealing with the issues of the water crisis, you know, high poverty, and sort of the way that they're, um, even like the changes in administration within the, um, within the city of Flint and sort of how that's affecting the police department in the process. It's pretty good. Um, it shows you, you know, some, some, other sides of, of law enforcement as well as the community and sort of how they need to really bridge that gap between community and, and, and law enforcement. Um, it's, it's pretty good. It's I think very, you enjoy it. It's very unflinching too. Yeah. They show like dead bodies and. Well, yeah, that too. Crazy, but yeah. just like, just like the lives of the police officers and how they're so complex. Like, yeah. like one guy, you can tell he's a blue lives matter type of guy. Might be racist. <laughs> might be. But you, yeah. at the same time with this, with the whole thing with his mother, you still feel for him. And it's like, yeah. it's just, it's complex real human characters and when well, they're not characters they're people right it's it's it's, it's a very compelling show it's a good one it was i saw something else too i'm, I'm trying to remember Damn, man you taking over my whole segment here. <laughs> no, something on netflix i recently saw what was this um i might have to get back to it it's blanking, i'm blanking on it right now but it, uh, netflix man i'm telling you game changer game changer this movie passes a game changer man i felt like i was in a commercial at amc i'm i'm, I'm go- i went to see am i went to amc livonia to see thoroughbreds and it was pretty packed because everybody's going to see Black Panther and Game Night. And I got this this older guy ne- behind me. And he's looking at the board. He says, man, you see this? 1049 for one ticket. I'm like, yeah, man. He says, and it's just so packed here today. I mean, goodness, I don't even go to the movies that often. I said, man, you got to invest in movie pass. He's like, what's that, young man? <laughs> and I, I pitched it to him. I, I felt like I should be a spokesman. I said, dude, $10 a month, see any movie you want. Any like right. one mo- one movie a day. He's like, well, I don't go to the movies that much. I'm like, well, if you see this movie, you might love it so much you might want to see it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You're basically seeing it tomorrow for free. He's like, man, that that sounds amazing. <laughs> right. And then when I get to the counter and I get my movie pass to the dude and I try to use my AMC perks for you know um, 
free popcorn that usually costs ten dollars and all mm-hmm. that when it's your birthday or whatever. Right. And he says, uh, "Oh, you can't use that when you're using Movie Pass because they don't like Movie Pass." Oh, it makes so sense. So I so I said for real, and then he gives me his ticket, and I see the initials MP written on it. I said, hey, man, what, am, am I in trouble? Why, why did you flag me like this? <laughs> oh, no, that's just so you don't go to guest services and try to get perks anyway. Oh, man. And I'm yeah. looking like, man, I feel like I'm uh, you know, on, on, the, on they, the top FBI AMC most wanted list. They put a scarlet letter on you. You can't. Yeah. Of course. Man. Yeah, AMC don't play. I used to work for AMC in high school. It's, it's serious. They, they do not play mm. about anything concession stand because that's how they get their money. So they're not playing with the perks at all, ever. Nice. <laughs> what, what did y'all see before we move on to the topic? Did I see anything? My daughter went to see Black Panther without me. Did she like it? Yeah, she loved it. So now she likes to speak in a fake African accent. <laughs> Is she doing this a lot? No, she does. Oh. She pulls her lip down oh. and she's like, Debek Pinta, <laughs> let the challenge begin. I'm like, okay. Right. <laughs> Can't do that at school. Like, don't do this. No. <laughs> I started watching Jessica Jones on Netflix. Okay. I got to get into that. Is it good? It's, it's starting out interestingly. Like, last season was kind of slow really slow wait yeah. y'all talking about the second season y'all already yeah. saw it already oh no okay. i haven't se- i haven't finished the second season i think i'm i'm like three episodes in it's not starting off as slow as the last one is it a good show in general mm. it's just okay mm. i've heard mixed reviews i've heard mixed <laughs> reviews. it's all right like i mean and she just seems like she stinks yeah she has a bad odor yes like, well, like mean, yeah and she's always like she's always drinking that's she's a functioning right alcoholic that's, that's a rugged hero yeah she's a functioning alcoholic with an anger management issue it just sounds like like a recipe for disaster like, yep. in every facet of the way like it's it's not it's not how I hope that people see other people act on a yeah. regular basis like granny has superpowers and Things right. like that, but you're also drinking bottles a day. <laughs> well, I mean, from what I've heard, she's had she's had she's been through a lot. Yeah, yeah that but, caused her to that do that all that. Yeah, but I don't think that's ever granted anybody like the okay to be an alcoholic. Mm. Like, oh, it's okay. She could be it's an alcoholic because she's lived a rough life. It's not an excuse, but it helps you understand. Like Killmonger, it's not an excuse to act like that, but right. you understand. Right? Yeah, and you have seen Jessica Jones. They they give you the backstory about sort of you know some of the stuff and why it led to that but um sarah what you got it's a good one i don't think i've seen anything no. this past week <laughs> i've been house sitting and taking care of my brother so okay you didn't watch planet earth 2 again <laughs> just no, for the kicks a lot of peppa pig <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what that is she's <laughs> a smart alecky pig yeah with okay. a british accent yes peppa <laughs> Y'all know they turn Winnie the Pooh into a live action movie. Yeah, that looks so creepy. Yeah, it does. I mean, I like Edward McGregor, but I was like, man, they, they should at least made him a real bear. You I was know, like, but they say he's not a real bear. Well, that look, he's a stuffed animal, <laughs> a slow stuffed animal. That's, that's part of his charm. He's like, he's like, he's like Forrest Gump for Disney. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much is. My biggest beef Everybody is that works for Disney. I feel like all of these all of these companies are trying to redo. Like ni- movies from the '90s or TV shows from the '90s, like reboot them. I think I it's incredibly lazy. It is. Like, let's hear something new. Let's see something that's refreshing, that's not been done before, um, that's unique. I just feel like it's so easy to do that. When you run out of ideas, man, that's what you got to do. You got to go back to what was popping. Well, they're doing Martin. I heard they're trying to do Fresh Prince. Mm-hmm. Heard they're trying to do what's oh, another one? I thought um, we was just talking about Disney. No, no, not Disney. We're talking about all. <laughs> so it's just reboot. They're rebooting just, everything. Yeah, like, they reboot it. Will and Grace. Sake. I think yeah, Martin Will and Grace. Yeah. With the right, Roseanne, with yep. the right writing and improv, Martin could succeed. 
I don't know. I can see that. I don't know. I don't know. The big thing about Martin was his energy. Like he was just so energetic. He was well, just I like think all Martin over the Lawrence place. Still got it. I mean, I he's on more. He's like fifty. It has on. to be the right kind of improv. Tommy ain't even there no more. No, no rest, in, rest in peace, Tommy. Yeah, it's like how are you gonna redo Brumman? Are you gonna remember right. Brumman? Like it's, it's gonna be a lot of things. <laughs> they gonna be all. I'm sure it's, it's gonna be like their kids or something. Like I don't know. I don't know if I'm gonna we'll like see. it. We'll just see. All right. Hustle yeah. Man got his own show coming on TBS. What? For real? Yeah. Really? Tracy Morgan? Tracy, you mean? yeah. Oh, yeah. That, oh, 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 okay. Tracy Morgan. Tracy Morgan. <laughs> All right. Well, oh, I guess OG. I guess that's it for the, the first part. So let's get into our main topic. Um, So International Women's Day was this past Tuesday? Yeah. It was this past Tuesday. Um, And the reason I want to talk about this is because I was watching the Oscars. And Tiffany Haddish, she was doing her her opening, well, not opening monologue, but she was one of the presenters for uh, an award. And what award was it? You remember? I forgot what the the category was, but um, you know, she was in her usual antics, just you know, loud and and being yeah. funny and all that. And I mean, I appreciate it. I like Tiffany Haddish. But the next day, I was looking at Twitter, and people apparently didn't like that. Apparently, people were saying like, "Oh, she she's doing too much. She's too loud. You know, um, she shouldn't act like this. That's embarrassing." And I got me thinking, is there double standards and, and those double standards that exist in Hollywood between men and, and women? Because I think Kevin Hart does some of the same stuff, but he doesn't get called out for it. But you're calling Tiffany Haddish out. And again, she's not doing anything that's, that's out of the norm. That's just her. That's who, who she is. I think so. it's a racial thing, too. I mean, Jennifer Lawrence is, you know, quirky and loud and stuff like that. And it, she gets she's fun too. and cute. She gets dragged, too. Yeah, not but much, not though. as much as T- Tiffany yeah, really not, got. Right, right. Because I think they, she got she got a lot of pushback for climbing over the velvet rope to see Meryl, Meryl Streep. And wearing yeah. her slippers on stage because yeah. her feet hurt. Because yeah. her feet hurt. But it's also like pictures of Jennifer Lawrence climbing over seats to, to, get, to, wine. Get, to get wine <laughs> to go back to her seat and she was falling and, and being the mother, really drunk in public she's just like us there's right. the mother interview where she clowned Trump and a lot of Trump supporters was like I'm not going to see mother just uh-huh. be an actress and do your job but I hear, I hear what you're saying I hear what you're saying yeah so I think there is an issue though that exists first off genderly in, in terms of gender gender relations and, and, and how supposedly you should act as a woman as a female comedian <laughs> but then racially as well you got that that piece that you got to incorporate into the equation um so what do y'all think in terms of this is is there a standard or are there in hollywood are these issues prevalent or is it just something that's sort of just a one-off for a few other people a handful of people you want to go first <laughs> um i mean of course there's a there's a, a double standard but it was mainly, you know, black people. Like when I when I saw on Twitter, just calling her out for what they consider embarrassing behavior. But where where did this concept of embarrassing ourselves in front of white people come from? Mm. That was self hate, man. Right? No, you know what it is fit, fitting in the white spaces. Right? You have to act a certain way in order to be accepted in their space. Right? Mm. Mm. Just like if you go to a party, they tell you don't order Hennessy. Drink right. what they're drinking because yeah. that's considered hood or black. Like mm. you, you shouldn't drink Hennessy or butter. don't eat watermelon. They're gonna, <laughs> right. they're gonna it's, think it's of you differently. It's true. We get into an issue in society where we racialize personalities, mm. right? Yeah. You can't just be yourself because if you're being yourself, you're acting like a black you yourself. Yeah. Or you're acting like a white yourself. But yeah. personality is personality. Mm. I mean, in, in in Tiffany Haddish's case, though, do you think that? I mean, even that, even if that's just her personality. Um, as a black person who maybe stuck, who they said was embarrassed by that, that her acting that way. Um, what does that say about sort of 
the the field of of comedy because comedy is different. Comedy is you have to you need that persona, that character, in order to um, sort of sell yourself in many ways. Look, man. Um, as much as I feel, I, as much as I have a complex attitude towards her, you know, I love Monique, and I love how mm. she never acts fake. Yeah. Even if you may not agree with what she says, she's always herself. With those glasses, t- li- the I, librarian glasses. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I think t- Tiffany Haddish is always herself. I'd rather yeah, she be yeah. herself than be fake. Yeah. I understand what you mean about like you know, but that's just who she is. Mm, I mean, right. it's like you can't change who you are. Right. You can't turn yourself off unless you're being fake. And I think Tiffany Haddish is just not fake. Mm. It may be uncomfortable to watch, right. and I can understand that part, but you are who you are. But what makes it uncomfortable to watch? Because someone that may not have been through the same <laughs> things Tiffany have been through or may, or may not act as Tiffany had been through may look at the way she's acting as wrong. They may look at that as, that's not how you're supposed to act at that function. And that's their, <clears throat> pro- that's their problem, correct. But I, I can see how someone could feel uncomfortable by right. seeing someone that acts yeah. different from them. Well, I think... All right. So if we just take it as that, then how many people do you see like in general when they stand over just any celebrity that they see, whether it's their idol or not? If if like one of the one of your inspirations to doing whatever you do is standing across the room, you'll walk up to them and say, hello, I've been trying to meet you. Same way that Tiffany Haddish did with Meryl Streep. So it's not like she did something that's abnormal to, mm-hmm. to society. Yeah. But that but wasn't it, the only inst- that wasn't that, the only that thing wasn't people the only pointed out, right? Yeah, I mean, she mispronounced names. But that happens. That happens. That, that happens. Yeah. That happens. But, I mean, people set the wrong winners when it's on the note right. chart, right? <laughs> right. So I mean, <laughs> but but as Ann said, I think it's this issue of of you have to conform, you know, to that certain that environment. And I think people, and unfortunately, black people will think that you you cooning or you shuck, trying to shuck and shuck and jiving, um, if you act a certain way. And in her aspect, I think that's just who she naturally is. And it's like she's not changing for the camera. She's not changing for that situation. She definitely she's just doesn't that way. change for the camera because she's right. the same person in interviews as she is in movies. She's played a cop. Yeah. <laughs> she's played. Well, she wasn't the same in Keanu. I think she was really acting in Keanu. But go ahead. She was a, she like she was a cop in Keanu, and she she act like Tiffany Haddish. Right. <laughs> not the whole movie. No, I don't. I don't. I don't believe that. She was different in Keanu. But I hear what you're saying. I mean, it, re- it kind of reminds me of um, a little bit of the Atlanta episodes yesterday or this past week where um, the character, what's his name? Uh, Titty Boy. <laughs> Not Titty Boy. Paper Boy. I'm, I'm thinking of, I'm thinking of uh, what's his name? Chains. Paper Boy. Chains. <laughs> two chains. But, paper, but Paper Boy, he was at, the stu- he was at this, um, what was it, executive office for this, this music company. And they told <laughs> they wanted him to perform on stage. And the people who was performing is all on the on the, the tables, you know, dancing. The, the black people were performing before him on the, the table mm-hmm. dancing, you know. In, in his mind was cooning, um, and he just he was on stage getting ready to rap. And he's like, "Man, forget about it." He just walked off. And I think for him, he realized that he shouldn't. He doesn't have to change who he is for that certain situation just because he's in that environment. He doesn't have to, um, you know, characterize himself or stereotype himself. Just for for people who don't really care about his music or his craft, and I think the same can be said for Tiffany Haddish. Although hers is a little bit different, herself is just she's just allowed. She's 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 that she's Tiffany Haddish. She's just out there. Um, so why should does she have to change and conform to someone else's standards if that's her? Right. Well, the the answer uh, at this table is no. You don't have to change. But I think what we're trying to get to is that why does this happen? Where is 
when someone is just being themselves and being themselves turns out to be a person that most people are not used to and yeah. people are scared of like yo what what the fuck you 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 kind of drag that person and be like yo you shouldn't be like that act like an actress act like right. a comedian that should humble themselves at the oscars you know i I, th- I guess the thing is why do we act like that is it mostly a self self-hate thing with most black people just dragging her i wouldn't call it self-hate um I just think it's historical, like, behavior that's been passed down because yeah. you got to remember most black people that are descendants of slaves, we come from the South. We've migrated from the South. Mm-hmm. And in the South, they used to have laughing barrels on the street. You couldn't even laugh in front of white people. Mm-hmm. You couldn't look white people in the eye. Like, you would get in, you would get in deep trouble. Mm-hmm. So I just think that, like, this, this part of the historical behavior that's been passed down to where oh, you can't act like that, you know, while we're out here. That's deep. That is deep. And I can definitely see that. I think, um, and there's also this sense too, that the Oscars itself is sort of this grand thing where, you know, when you think of a lot of the, the black people who've won Oscars or who spoke at the Oscars, whether they were um, presenting various categories, you just think of like Sidney Portiers and you think of, you know, Denzel Washington, you think of the people yeah. who are, or like that. So I think there's a sense of, oh, you have to, you can't act like that in this space. You know, there's, there's certain spaces for that. And I mean, some people may say that even comedians, um, when they come to that space, the Oscars, they don't do that as well. You know, some comedians that they, they know that there's a time and a place for everything. And that's unfortunate, but that could be their, their mindset. Like this is a, some, this is something where you have to act a certain way just because this is the Oscars. This is this prestigious award. I mean, everybody operates different. I, I mostly feel, She's not like this now so much, but when Amy Schumer was coming up, she would make a lot of dirty jokes in her appearances. She talked about, you know, her her sex flings, her 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 vagina. You know, that was just who Amy Schumer was. But nowadays, you can see she's kind of kind of gone away from that at speaking events. Mm. But you know, I, I wouldn't call that being fake. I say that's just conforming. But everybody's a little different, is the way I look at it. Right. Mm. Like, what what was the reaction when? What's that girl from Girls? The writer for Girls, Lena Dunham. Lena Dunham. Lena Dunham. Like her, her antics weren't necessarily viewed like always me, ne- is negative. Were they? Oh, uh, sure. talking about the Odell Beckham incident. Yeah, that that's that's. that's I just one of like them. feel like um like Lena Dunham. Like we unite in our hate for her. <laughs> like everyone. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't. She, I don't. I gotta be honest. I don't hate her. But go ahead. Like she gets dragged. Like she does, yeah. like on Twitter, like she gets dragged. That's how she makes her money. I look, I mean, look man. she just does ridiculous things. <laughs> right, yeah. Look, man, I just think she's an anxious girl that says the wrong things and have to. And, and she, when she gets dragged, she owns up to it. She does. She does own up to it. Um, I think girls has great writing, by the way. Yeah. Side note, but I mean, I, I hear you. I think it's also a gender thing. You can't. You can't really um, downplay that. I mean, for men. You know, men can get away with a lot of stuff that women can't in those, in those spaces. And I think if it was a man doing a, some of the similar things and saying the things that Lena Dunham says um, or even Amy Schumer says, it'd be fine. It'd be accepted. So, I mean, there's multiple aspects. There's intersectionalities that exist you know, between race, gender, you know, all that stuff. And I think you see that come to light in a lot of the, the in Hollywood. So I think that's just part, a part of first off, we got to understand that those things do exist. And what can we do? within our own rights to sort of um, kind of address that? It's a tough question, though. So was you, a tough statement. Do you want to trans? Do you want to talk about Time's Up or Me Too? That's, I mean, that kind of ties into what we're talking about, yeah. right? Women's representation in Hollywood. Yeah. Or, or do, have we already touched on that on that last episode? Could, 
I mean, we, it's important though. I think it's it's one of those things too where, um, especially as you see during the Oscars and during other award ceremonies, people were actually you know calling it out for what it is, and they were vocal about it. Um, so I think that's a step in the right direction. I think that we also have to look at the um, you know, the microaggressions that we may have even as men, you know, towards women in those spaces as well. Don't um, drag someone without due process or without right. proof. You know, and I can I constantly bring up you know the aspect of Kevin Hart because Kevin Hart he's not as loud. Now we talked about this. He's not really in terms of loud, but he's just you know he's Kevin Hart. He just he has those antics. Um, but there's things that when he he does it and someone similar, a, a female comic, she does something similar, she's gonna look be looked at differently. So um, again, those microaggressions that we mo- we may have and we may hold exist. You know, so uh, just be aware of those. I mean, in terms of the Me Too movement, well, like, what do you all think in terms of the Me Too movement uh, within Hollywood and, and sort of trying to create that balance, that equity within, you know, genders? And what are your thoughts about that? So, so the Me Too, I guess, is like in reference to, I guess, the what is it like the sexual sexual harassment, harassment sexual, yeah. within Hollywood and Time's Up is about the pay mm-hmm. this uh, gap. But like both of these movements, they leave black women behind, mm. and mm-hmm. Me Too left left Terry Crews yeah. completely behind. Mm. Yeah, his story's wow. not worthy any longer. No. Uh, in the beginning, I did see some buzz around it, and he did he did have his airtime. There was a little, there was quite a bit on Twitter about it, but it did die down really mm-hmm. quick. Yeah, yeah. and just recently, quick to me. the prosecutor um, stated that they weren't going to file charges in that case. I believe. Um, it's a, it's a, it was going to be filed as a misdemeanor versus a felony, and I think the, um, the statute of limitations would is is out. Oh yeah. Versus a felony, if it would have been filed for a felony, then it would have been the the statute of limitations. I think it's like three, mm-hmm. but they said that there wasn't any, uh, like. I want to say they, like there wasn't any aggression and it wasn't any skin to skin contact versus if, if it was a man touching a woman, woman's genitalia through her clothes. Right. The right. whole skin to skin contact, it still would have been a felony. Right. Wow. You know, there, there's Terry Crews that was forgotten. There's also Brandon Fraser. His story was forgotten. Did y'all know about him? About, no. I didn't even hear about that. Brandon Fraser, he said, um, a top executive. I don't think he's a Hollywood executive, but he was a hot, he was a top executive of a committee. He kind of um, he um, he inappropriately touched Brandon Fraser when he was co-hosting an event with him. He said that's the reason his career got derailed. Oh no, I did hear about that. Yeah, oh. I do remember that. And that was that was a little bit forgotten too. Oh, so I mean, Shannon, to go on your point, and we can see aspects of how you know black women and black people in general aren't being, um, I guess, representing those movements. Um, like touch on that a little bit more. Like, are there other other instances that you see where a black woman's story has been sort of muted? Like a high profile story, or didn't you touch on Monique? No, oh, not... what happened to Monique? Oh. <laughs> I don't want to talk about Monique. <laughs> we don't have to. Go ahead. We don't have to. <laughs> but I know. I just I can't remember the name of her co star, but it refers to Times Up. Hmm. Her co star, um, Octavia Spencer. She was doing a movie. I can't remember her name. Sally Hawkins. Is it The Shape of Water? Which movie? I can't remember. The Help. Was it no? Was it Emma Stone? I can't remember her name. Lady with the red hair. I Emma can't Stone. remember. I think it's Emma Stone. Stone. Yeah. She Easy said, A? La she, La Land? Go ahead. <laughs> but she said that her co-star basically had to stand up for her for her to get equal pay. 
Mm. Like they weren't going to do the right thing on their own. Wow. Like the execs. Wow. Yeah, that there's that as well. Um Yeah, yeah. I yeah, that, that and that's And then shocking. like um Halle Berry's manager. Mm. You know, he used her status, you know, as a superstar and being and representing her to sexually assault black women or yeah. women of color. Wow. In terms of the pay gap, I do kind of want to touch on Monique, um, that situation. <laughs> I know we don't want to talk about it, but I think that does sort of represent either with the Time's Up movement that that um, divide in terms of your accomplishments and how much you deserve to, to sort of get paid. And I think Charlemagne brought up this point of, of um, comedians such as Dave Chappelle. You know, he has a longer history. Well, not necessarily a longer history, but he has a more successful career overall and that he deserves to get paid that much. Um, and he sort of knocked Monique on that, that point saying that, you know, she's not at his level, which I can I definitely disagree because she has won an Oscar. She has, you know, sold out shows over her decades of her career and you gotta remember she didn't go to netflix they came to her they came to her so i know that part of it yeah Mm -hmm. they they came to her and then they came to her with an offer they came to a couple of her shows and then they came to her with an offer didn't she didn't she get blacklisted for a while for something dumb yeah it was uh for i think it was like complaining about well this this is what happened um Oh man, I'm I'm teaching Sarah something. Okay. <laughs> so there was a film called Precious that that yeah. that, that Monique yep. won the Oscar for. And um when Precious started to get his Oscar buzz, she chose to um not not promote it as much because she wanted to spend time with her family. Oh, okay. I remember. And she what also happened. had a a, pay, a a paying gig. She had a late night show on BET. You know how mm-hmm. late night shows yeah. go. You got to tape those during the day and then they air them that night. Mm-hmm. That was around the same time Didn't as the Oscar they, like, buzz. Yes. Didn't they like out her for like sexual abuse or something? That uh, her brother sexually abused her. Yeah, and I, Oprah, without consulting her, had her brother on his on her. Well, show. well, she knew yeah. about the brothers. She just didn't know that her mother and her other brother were coming on. Mm. Yeah. She just yeah. knew about. She just knew that her brother, who sexually abused her, was coming on. She didn't know about the other family members. But uh, yeah, there's that too. I thought the Moni show came after the Oscar. No, there was a, this was wild. This was while that was going on. So she had a paying gig, and mm-hmm. she only got paid fifty k for the movie, and nope. then they wanted her to promote it for free. Oh, like internationally, that's ridiculous. Yeah, especially because she was the main character. She's supporting. Oh well. <laughs> so um, that yeah, <laughs> that's messed up. But but I mean, do you, do you think though, if Monique, and you take her resume and you swap it out for a man, do you think that man? Do you think Netflix would have came to that man? With a higher, uh, with higher rate. Look, I think we all agree that she deserves half a, more than half a mil. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, but I, I don't know. It gets murky when I say, do you deserve the, the same as Chris Rock or Dave Chappelle or as much as Amy Schumer or more than Amy Schumer? That's, you know, I'm not in marketing like that. So that's a little murky for me to answer, but mm-hmm. it's more, you deserve more than half a mil. Right. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I, I, I don't like saying somebody deserves this amount of money because who am I to say you, you deserve to get paid this amount of money for your craft, right? Yeah. Right. Or you, you should at least get this much or you shouldn't make as much, right? And That's, then I think the blackballing also plays an important part in the low ball. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I think an Oscar is supposed to increase your salary. I think to. I read an um, article, they say 81%. Wow. And because she was blackballed, she wasn't able to capitalize off of her Oscar win. Mm-hmm. So, wow, I I definitely think that five hundred grand was a low bar, 
And yeah. I, what the thing that I hate about this whole Monique thing is the vitriol that I see from other black people telling her what she doesn't deserve. Mm. Like, I'm not defending a company with an $8 billion content budget. Mm. Yeah. They got the, they but, have the money. But is it defending Netflix, though, or defending their own opinion? I don't think they're defending the organization. I think they're defending just what they're saying. But like, yeah, but like uh, Ann was saying, like, who am I to say you you're not worth what you're asking for? What was it? Was it a comedy special that she was doing? Mm-hmm. Those do those gross really well on Netflix in general. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Some people were saying and this is this this is one thing I didn't like during Monique's interview. Like I said, I love her, but I don't like some things she says. There was a caller in on the Breakfast Club. I don't think right. I think you remember. I, no, it was on Sway. It was oh, there was a caller on Sway, and he said, um, he said, "Wow, I'm sorry about your Netflix deal. Um, I guess if I had anything to add, you know, just uh, just go to uh, Hulu or something. You know, um, you know, um, go to Hulu or go somewhere else. You know, forget Netflix." And I think she said something afterwards, saying, "See, it's right there, like that white man telling me, telling the black woman to sit down that we got to address." And I'm like, I don't think that's what he was telling you. Right. Like, you know, it's just like the the racial gender thing. I see where she's coming from. But I think part of it might be a Monique problem, not a black yeah. woman problem. Mm. I mean, and we I all mean, it's I murky mean, to me. I mean, right. that's that's the but afterthought. there's a pattern because, like she said, like when you have Viola Davis saying, "Hey, I'm underpaid," right. Octavia Spencer saying, "Hey, I'm 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 underpaid." It's not just a Monique problem. Yeah. And then, like when you compare, like just in general, just across all industries, when you like they don't even compare black women's salaries to white men's salaries. They always mm. compare it to white women because mm. the gap is so vast. Yeah. Yeah, there's levels to this. That's true, yeah. Yeah, there's definitely something that needs to be addressed. Um, I don't know how that that happens because, again, the way they pay someone is going to be really subjective. It's going to be based off of how they believe that person, you know, what 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 qualities they're bringing to, you know, whatever that space you're in. So if you're a producer, director, and you know, all right, I got this this um, Brad Pitt coming in. I know Brad Pitt, he's going to bring in a lot of numbers. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to pay him, you know, sort of accordingly. Um, I don't know how you're going to switch that, that formula up. I don't know how that works. Do it. And maybe it's just me, man. But, you know, Octavia Spencer getting nominated for her Shape of Water role. She She's a great actress mm-hmm. as it is. But I was just mad that 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 it was that role that she got she got offered. It's like mm-hmm. it's the stereotypical show Liz kind of role. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, him, her and the main character, Sally Hawkins, they're um, they're custodians at this facility where Sally Hawkins falls in love with the monster and everything. Mm-hmm. And it's just like it's just a whole better. It's just a whole kind of you best not make love with that monster and you, you best not do this. And I'm like, come on, mm-hmm. man, we still putting these roles and we get nominated for them. I don't know, man. I just don't like that. I mean, what do you think that she she needs to turn down the opportunity? Because that's an opportunity that, again, that's going to provide her with with income and hopefully propel her her career. And she's already an amazing. But she actress. already did that with the help. I'm not yelling at you. No, I'm yeah. just saying. But she already, <laughs> but she already did that with the help. I mean, like, how many times do you see a, you need to see a woman like that in that kind of role? I mean, like, I want to see Octavia Spencer as a psychopath. I want to see. I want to see her do something outside of boxing, something like that. Black women aren't necessarily psychopaths, though. <laughs> but, look, 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 man. I mean, it's Hollywood, so it's fiction. But you know, I like I like how you looked at Shana. Though. He's like, there, there is a really, really big shortage of roles for not just black women, but women of color in general. Right. It's all stereotypical roles. 
And that's why we need more directors who are people of color, mm-hmm. producers. And you need people on the on the, the top end at the yeah. at the at the top who are making these decisions. Um and that's why people were so excited to see, you know, even Black Panther, even though, you know, uh <laughs> the people at the top, all the way at the top are are white men. But it's still good to see that the director is, has that influence. Um, and they can choose who they want in terms of representation for cast. So, I look, mean, man, if if we want to speak on the contradictory history of Hollywood and blackballing the Oscars as well, we can look at the Marlon Brando case where he won the Oscar for best for uh, best actor in The Godfather, I believe, hmm. and he had a Native American speak for him because he didn't agree with America's rights towards Native Americans, hmm. and he still got roles after that. Yeah, like that's mm-hmm. an insult to the Academy. Yeah. For a good cause, but you know he didn't get blackballed. I don't know how the whole blackball thing. Um, I mean, if they don't like you, they not they're gonna make sure you don't get any other roles. It's, I mean, it's simple. But they basically just boycott you. I mean, I understand. I guess, I guess that's that's how it's that, that makes it possible. But I feel like nowadays you have so many platforms, you can go around some people. There's there's ways to sort of circumvent that. Oh, I think the clicks in Hollywood are are a lot different than they were when they used to. Like, right, right. Hollywood's all old old money. So yeah. I mean, it's like how do you how do you get in if like the top executives say no? Why are the lower yeah. people going to say yes if they're trying to work their way up to that level? Yeah, Hollywood's right? on there with third generation now. Yeah, third generation. Right. So it's it's yeah. old old money. So it's it's really hard mm-hmm. to like once you're in, either you're in or sure. you're out. It's not really you got like well. That. Hold up. There is a way around it. You got to work on the outskirts because independent Hollywood is something. Oh, yeah. It may not be as big and commercial, but it's something where you can have more roles, more diverse roles. Because even who would have in their right mind would have thought that Kobe Bryant would have won an Oscar? Yeah. What did he win for again? It was the best, best. An- animated short. Yeah. That oh, was okay. for, for the Yeah. For the I saw a joke. They said it was about time he won an Oscar. He's been playing, uh, acting like Michael Jordan for years. <laughs> yeah. <that's hilarious. laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> So there are there are ways to to get around that, and that was a short independent film. Um, so I think if you are being blackballed, again, create your own, do an independent film, do something um, where you don't she need those. She was in a really good um, Monique. She was in a, a film called Blackbird. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, you like that movie? Was that on H? No, it wasn't. HBO. It was. I think I saw it on Netflix. It was on Netflix. Yeah. Independent uh, movies make a lot of money. People do. don't realize that, but like all the stuff that like. I don't know, all I can think of is James Franco, but like everything he does, that's all independent. Yeah. That's not. Yeah, you gross it. Yeah. Your overhead is a lot lower. And yeah. yeah. And it's so easy to get funding. You go on those websites. Um, What is it called? Like the Kickstarter. Kickstarter. Kickstarter, Kickstarter get funding. Mm-hmm. So there's ways to get around that. And I think that, um, again, if you put so much faith and all your, your faith into these, this system, you know, so to speak, um, obviously your, your success is going to be dependent upon that, you know, the right. system. So. I just think like it, it depends on if you're trying to get like big money if you're doing it for the art, right? right. If you're doing it for the art, then independence the way to go, right? Yeah. You can just stay within that realm and you just do your independent movies. But if mm-hmm. if the goal is to is to climb to that multimillionaire status, then mm-hmm. you need to necessarily get in with the people that provide that multimillionaire mm-hmm. money, right? So how can we ensure there's more representation from um, you know, from women, you know, in the field? And I know it happens. Every once in a while, there's there's some some women, female directors and producers who get that chance, but not as many as they should be. Um, I mean, what can they do? Do you think going that in, independent route is going to be the best bet in order to get that exposure? Or do you think they just have to just challenge the system, sort of buck the system every once in a while with with sort of like the Time's Up movement and, and well, things the, as such? The trend I see is that when you start out independent, if your film does good enough, 
you get recognized by the mainstream. Uh, prime example is Ryan Coogler. Yeah. Mm. So far, he's oh, yeah. had a great trend. I mean, mm. I hope that trend continues. But um, then again, he makes films that you know that you know they're action packed. They it's hot. It's it's great drama and stuff like that. Mm. Some people they go to the mainstream and they become kind of like a like a tool, like a director for hire without their own kind of stamp on it. And that's good, too, if you're doing it for the money, like Anthony said. But if you're doing it for the art, I mean, you got to you gotta negotiate some deals. You got to you, you gotta hustle to kind of get what you want a little bit or at least have a nice conforming, conforming relationship with Hollywood and with you. Mm. And this goes to this idea of conforming as well, um, sort of back to the original point. It's the people who control the, the purse strings. They're the ones who, um, even as a director, they're going to ask you to sort of, do it their way, right? And there's always going to be a sense of, all right, you can you can never truly be yourself, you know, in those in those fields, as long as someone else is dictating how much power you get. Prime example is the the Han Solo movie. The original mm-hmm. directors who directed the Twenty One Jump Street films, they tried to have the actors improv a lot. And mm-hmm. um, Kathleen Kennedy, who runs Lucasfilm now, and um, the the screenwriter, I forgot his name, Lawrence something. They didn't like that, so they they fired him. Wow. And they brought in Ron Howard. Ron Howard, I mean, I don't I don't look at him as a tool because he has his own stamp on his movies, but mm. he does the job that's needed and mm. moves on to the next one. Mm. So I'm I'm trying to try trying to sort of bring this back towards our, our original discussion with um you know, gender and sort of um Tiffany Haddish's the comments that were made about her in the media, through social media saying that she was embarrassing to the, the culture and all that. Um for her, do you think do you think she's going to ever have to change? I feel like at some point they're going to they're going to force her to change who she is. I think she's going to get force? pressure. I think I think she's going to be pressured into to really sort of tone it down. Even like I said, Amy Schumer had to tone it down after a while. She she was the same way. Yeah, but she failed, which is why she had to tone it down because she yeah. felt her Netflix series was trash. Mm. And so, <laughs> oh, I, I saw see it. Hold up, I saw her tone it down before then for the for the failed Netflix series. Yeah, I don't know, man. Well, she also got in trouble for stealing jokes, so I think oh, that, yeah. that she well, yeah, toned I mean, it down because <laughs> Robin Williams stole jokes. I mean, but you know he was. But jokes stealing—that's like a no. That's a big no. But it was like her whole that movie that she came out with, like every Trainwreck. single yeah, every single joke in there was stolen. Wait, who did she steal from? I know Kathleen her, Madigan. Oh, yeah, hold on. Yeah, I know her stand-up. They said like her whole ending bit was stolen from Patrice O'Neill, who Ooh. was deceased. Oh yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, Trees too. Ooh. You know, it's, it's it's like this, man. I mean, didn't she get a Broadway gig too? She toned it down. But what, what was your final point? I don't know. <laughs> we were talking about it. So, um, again, will she need to? Will she have to? Will she be forced to conform at some point to fit the mode of what people want her to sort of fit into? And I think it's going to happen. I think that the system at some point has a the way a strange way of breaking you. You may not want to, but it's going to end up breaking you at some point. Right. And I think that for her, everyone appreciates it now. And I think there's going to be a point where, like, all right, you ain't getting any more gigs until you, you know, become a, um, a Kevin Hart and do what we say. You know, <laughs> I think that's going to be the case. I mean, I, I think the first step towards, you know, uh, getting rid of that mindset, my favorite director, Paul Thomas Anderson, uh, Maya Rudolph's um, boyfriend, he, roofed, he reached out to her and said, hey, I want to make a movie with you. Like I love your personality, I love your 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 swagger. I want to make a movie with you. I think that's the first step right there. That's the end. Of, he's an independent director that gets a lot of nominations, so he's 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 right there, but on the outskirts. I think that's the first step. Mm. And I think, um, 
like if you know like where Tiffany Haddish has come from, like her background, oh, like yeah. being homeless and yeah. foster shit, foster and like her stepdad trying to kill her mom and yeah. things like that. Yeah. Like she should be excited to be where she is. I agree. Right? That's what I said. Like she's not supposed to be there, right? It's like based statistically, on statistically, statistically right? yeah. she's not supposed to even be brought up like or presenting at the Oscars, right? Yeah. So I think she should be excited. She should be geeked and yeah. we should not judge her for her being excited because if we're in the same shoes like Mm -hmm. how many of us are going to be up there and be calm and and say the correct names all the time like it's it's not going to happen i think we need to be realistic about people like Mm -hmm. they're celebrities yes but they are also human that's true because people are haters too (laughs) that's that's also a thing she also hasn't moved to hollywood yet she still lives in new york like in the same area that she was before she was famous i think she lives in the bronx actually right I don't believe that. She moved by now, man. I don't believe all that. <laughs> yeah, she, what? she could have. She could still be I in mean, the Bronx. You know, tell me this is a red man situation. <laughs> it could be. I mean, I she's know. still wearing the same dress. Like she said she was going to. Like she three spent this much money. Nights, she's, yeah. I spent this much money. I'm going to wear it as many times as I can. Right? Like, she used those Groupons too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm, why are we going to, why, why is it bad for her to be fiscally responsible? I think <laughs> that we as black people need to rid ourselves of this whole notion of being embarrassed by another black person. Yeah. I can embarrass myself but i'm not going to be embarrassed like oh you're embarrassing my whole race like by another my self-esteem is linked to me it's not linked to another individual i hear you on that but go ahead i was gonna say that's the societal issue is that your so so one person's uh, behavior sort of blankets the whole group unfortunately Mm -hmm. just as being a minority because that's again that's going to be one representation that someone sees and they're just going to associate that with all black people and that's the unfortunate reality we face. I think I think back in the day that was more accurate than it is today. That's what I, I was going to say. Back in the day, like when with I mean, when like before social media and things like that, it was yeah. only like TV. Like what you saw about black people was on MTV or mm-hmm. in movies. But now I think social media causes people to interact within different social norms, right? When so that, I think you see things yeah. differently. That's true. I think part of the problem is too is that society doesn't see black people as individual people and it's just like a a monolith, yeah. black people right 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 when, it's almost like an objectification yeah right it's like what anthony said when there's not much res- representation for one group and you see just a few people you're mm-hmm. gonna base that group off those few people yeah and i mean i think that's why some people thought it was embarrassing where we may have thought and those who understand a little bit more like that's just who she is and it's, it's okay to, for her to be who she is um but it's hopefully I hope everyone else in society understands that as well. Any any final thoughts? I know we're running down on time. But any final thoughts for everyone else um, on this topic? Well, I'm going to take the themes I got from Wrinkle in Time, which is in my Oprah voice. Believe in yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Love yourself. Yep. Know your place in the universe. Sounds yep. like something that she would say on her show. Right. Well, like you get a car. You get a, car. <laughs> <laughs> you get a spell. You get a spell. That's, that's my final thoughts. Oh, follow me on Instagram at Reluctant Movie Buff. Oh, like and share. Like and share. <laughs> I don't have any final thoughts, but I think you 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 said it perfectly. So thank <laughs> you all for another great episode, and we will see you next week.